This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape. I'm here with Andre today from Evolve. We're going to talk about Evolve and the services that you guys are involved in. You have a number of programs, services, wonderful things that you do in the community. And I'm also going to pick your brains about mental health and this time of year. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Let's start, though, with a little bit of background about you and Evolve. Sure. Evolve has been going uh, for about six and a half years. I started this for more for my benefit than anyone else's. I live with depression and anxiety. And I wanted to create a organisation that worked. Yes. Uh, that worked well. So we are fundamentally a peer support organisation. Myself, my staff, all of the volunteers uh, have their own journey with depression and anxiety. That's quite a fundamental value of your organisation too, isn't it? That the people that are experiencing the spectrum across all of us, they're also yeah. involved in the organisation. Yeah, and people who come to use our services want to know that we know what we're talking about exactly. from a personal journey point of view. So you started six and a half years ago. It's quite some time now, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. you have, excuse the pun, evolved since then quite <laughs> exactly a bit. Exactly <laughs> the reason why I called it Evolve. We, we don't want to become a static organisation. Yeah. We want to go where people people want us to go. Um, So we follow the expectation and what people want. Let's consider how you started out. What was going on when you first started? What were you doing? Yeah, uh, we started off uh, doing your typical support groups. But if you you think of an American-style support group where you're around in a circle talking about your feelings, it's not that. Ah. So we're exactly the opposite of that. We wanted something that would work and would work well. Our fundamental basis of what we do is to provide a, a, a safe place, a place of safety and space to be able to know that you're okay in your vulnerability. That's first and foremost the most important thing for us. So if you're not sitting around in a circle talking like that, (laughs) what are you doing? Yeah, so we're a strength-based organisation. We really focus on real-time tools and techniques. First of all, that atmosphere of safety and vulnerability. Once everyone's okay with that, which really doesn't take that long, we have conversations around tools, techniques, that you can provide and, and use in real time, mm. uh, not having to master the art of that, which is very helpful. So you can use it immediately. But you have branched out from that as well. Yeah. So we uh, we have a government-funded program called The Journey, and The mm. Journey is uh, a 20-topic program. A couple of key things about that. The program is not 20 hours a week. Uh, it is literally three and a half hours a week. The premise is we want to make sure that people come to learn the theory behind it. So there's a little bit of theory. It's just the workshops. And then we provide coaching once a week. So that's the three and a half hours in total. 
the rest of the time is through practice in your everyday life. We wanted to make sure that we took the learning that people learned and applied that in, in their specific individual situation. When people come back the next week, do they share what they've done and, and what's worked and what has been more challenging? There is a little bit of a review at the, at the, at the next week, but we typically leave that for the coach on a one-on-one oh, basis. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 How do you get your coaches? Who are those people? Coaches are people, again, who live their own journey with depression and yeah. anxiety um, for individuals who have the ability, not even from an expertise point of view, but from a treating human as another human, being yeah. being human to each other, um, giving that space to explore and discover uh, and to be able to reflect mm. and to pass that on to the participant. You talk about um, depression and anxiety, and I remember last time we spoke, you said sometimes it's anxiety and depression, and I just wondered if we could just recap yeah. again the difference. A lot of people sort of have anxiety and depression. It's not unusual to have mm-hmm. that. They're, they're what I call close cousins uh, of yeah. each other. Um, but you tend to lean more towards experiencing one more than the other. Um, so for me personally, I have I, I live with anxiety often on a daily basis. Mm. Um, but the sting of anxiety is not there. So yes. that, and that's one thing that I talk to people about is understanding that when you come to use the programs, when you come on the support groups, we're not here to get rid of anxiety because ultimately we need to have oh, anxiety. That's right. It's a normal, it's it's a a normal, normal yes. bodily reaction to stuff, exactly, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So it's how you manage that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we teach people how to take the sting out of that yeah. and so we can still live a, a, a quality of life that, yeah. we, that we all want. I also like how you talk about um, living with rather than having or suffering from. That's suffering something from, we, we hear yeah. a lot, eh? Yes, yes, suffering from. Our terminology is very important too. Yeah, so if we if we say we suffer from depression, then that sort of almost gives it permission to... to um, Take control or... Yeah, yeah, or, exactly. or, or that you don't have so much control. Sure. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I like that living with it. It makes a lot of sense and it, it absolutely... Um, connects or sits well with that strength-based approach. Yes. Yeah, really yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, so there were two things, and I'm trying to think of what the other thing was. It sparked me when you were just talking. It's gone out of my head. It will come back to me later. <laughs> um, so, so that's that's the twenty-week. Um, sorry, yeah, twenty. Yeah. Twenty, 20 topic topics. So program. twenty weeks. Twenty theory, weeks. Twenty yeah, topics. Once a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the idea that you've got coaches as well that that provide that one-on-one time, and that is a government-supported program. Yes, yeah. How do people get into a program like that? Sure. So, uh, so typically we're through uh, Working Income Ministry of Social Development. So the the, the enrolment process for that eligibility process is very simple. Uh, you have to be 18 and over. You have to be having depression and anxiety that presents as some form of barrier to you. Mm. Uh, you have to be on a main benefit and you have to want to do the program. Yeah. So a very important part of our process is that you've got to want to do that. If you're yeah. coerced into it, it's not going to work. So you've got to have that invested interest in that straight away. That, that certainly makes a lot yeah. of sense. What if someone is not with work and income, but is thinking, oh, a program like that would really work for me? Do you yeah. have other things that yeah. are available? Yeah, we do. We have a, uh, I offer a community journey program for everybody else outside yeah. of the that criteria. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's done on Zoom. That's done online. And we do that every Monday afternoon. So that's just simply if people are interested to send me a email and I add that email to their, uh, uh, to the attendance. And then every Monday, I send everyone a link to that program that we're doing that afternoon. 
How do you find um, navigating um, that sort of digital platform? Is it quite mm. different in terms of... So much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so. People who attended the journey from the MSD point of view could not wait to get back face-to-face. Yeah. They were, you know, these are people living with anxiety and depression, but the face-to-face contact and connection is way more powerful than the digital online. Yeah, yeah. 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 There are some barriers, aren't there, sometimes to yeah. that digital space, but yeah. but it also opens it up, doesn't it, to it, people that yeah. might not just be in Hamilton. Absolutely, and I'm not, and it, it definitely not saying it doesn't work. It, it definitely works, yeah. um, just not as well, but it does work. So yeah. we have um, quite quite effectively um, offered that in the community via that platform. So how would someone get involved in that? How how would they enrol if they were keen? Yeah, sending me an email. Just letting me know that they want to do that. I will just simply send them. There's no enrolment. There's no anything. It's oh, that, great! It's that just yeah, that easy. It's nice and simple. Um, we are going to give the email and and um, we'll give it now, but we'll give it at the end of the show as well. So if you're thinking um, you're going to need to write that down, you will have time to grab a pen and paper. Yeah. But um, in the meantime, what's your email address? So my email is Andre. That's spelled A N D R E at Evolve Peer Trust or one word dot com. And the dot com is important at the end um, because we're the email systems affiliated with the website. So yeah, yeah, fantastic. That's great. We will come back to that again at the end. Don't let me forget. Sure. Um, now I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about next year because there are some mm. changes afoot. Yes, which is exciting. Yes, and we're also going to talk about some tips um, for people to consider and some things to th- yeah. consider over um, the sort of summer period that can bring a bit of um, anxiety in itself. Yeah. Eh, this time of year.
Morning, Angel. It's funny, we were just talking off um, air that know the song, never heard of the artist. That was Juice Newton. So there you go. But heard of the song, not heard the artist. Heard of the song, yeah. yeah. So that's something I've learned today. I'm here with Andre from Evolve talking about uh, the incredible work that Evolve do supporting people in our communities uh, who are living with anxiety and depression. And we've just been speaking a bit about the programs uh, that that Evolve yeah. run, yeah. which are fantastic. Um, do jump onto the website if you want to learn a little bit more as well. It's a great way to find out exactly all the stuff that you do, eh? Yeah, and that's, that's with uh, that's the EvolvePeerTrust.com. Yes, yeah. perfect. Yeah. We're going to turn now quickly to some of the changes um, coming for next year before we have a little conversation mm. about some tools for mm. people um, who might be experiencing uh, some, some depression or anxiety. So let's talk a bit mm. about 2022 and what it looks like for you. Yeah, really exciting. So um, I'm moving out of the manager position to uh, become the uh, ambassador of Evolve. So essentially be taking the Evolve topics and what we teach, uh, all of those 20 ones, into the community, into New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, so businesses, organisations, schools, etc. Um, that'll be my role is to, is to do that, to help as many people as I can take that sting out of anxiety and live a quality of life that they know they can uh, live. I think that's really exciting and it, and it certainly will take the organisation to the next level, yeah, eh? Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, at the moment, we, people come specifically to see us for specific reasons and there's two reasons. One for the journey programme, two for the support groups. Yeah. So we're not inundated all the time with a whole lot of people but that's really helpful for people with anxiety. They don't want to come into a, a a room Busy. full of yeah. 30 or 40 people. <laughs> no. We have very limited numbers, obviously due to the COVID restrictions at the moment. Um, but even before that, people come to us not in a, as a drop-in centre, but for a, the specific reason that they're coming for. Yeah, I think that's that's very important to point <laughs> out, though, because social anxiety is very <laughs> common for yes. people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. taking that first step, eh, to walk through a door somewhere. It's the hardest thing. Oh, you know, yeah. I let people, I, you know, I'm always saying to people, if you can make it into the first session, and sit there and just listen. There's no expectation to talk or say anything in the groups. Um, you, you've done the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it now becomes just that little bit easier because it becomes more familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think it's going to be exciting next year, um, and and will free you up to do so much more of the actual work rather yeah. than working on the business of yes. you know. So yeah. so that, that, yeah. that is exciting. I will definitely I will definitely miss that, but uh, I, it lines up with my values. It lines up with what I started evolve for in the first place. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Look, let's turn a bit to um, some of the tools that people might use because. Yeah. Uh, this time of year, that's that sort of summer period, which can be quite long for some people, um, but there's a lot going on. There's big Christmas, yeah. New Year's, um, there's starts of jobs, ends of jobs. Sometimes coming back into the workplace can be scary. Yes. There's COVID environment and, yeah. and a more open society now that we're in traffic lights. And yeah. So from your perspective, um, can we maybe start with explaining perhaps what depression and anxiety are yeah. and then start looking at what tools people might use to help? Sure, yeah. Uh, so starting with anxiety, I guess. Um, I think it's really important to know that um, we're not, as I said before, we're not here to try and get rid of anxiety. Uh, and, and you touched on that point really well, that anxiety is a physiological uh, state that we need as humans need to be in. Uh, it saves us from danger. Yeah. 
uh, it is our, for, for, for some listeners out there, they've probably heard the term fight or flight, and that's essentially what anxiety is. Mm. Um, so we're not here to try and get rid of it. As I said before, we're trying to take the sting out of that. Yeah, Anxiety is a, a, a state where there's a whole lot of things that happen to you from a physiological point of view. You know, your heart beat increases, your blood pumps around your body to particularly two main organs, your arms and your legs, mm. in order to get ready for fight or flight. Yeah, You have a whole lot of uh, neurochemicals and hormones that surge through your body, you know, things like adrenaline. Yeah, You know, you heard stories about... Uh, Babies trapped under cars, and then the mum comes screaming out and lifts the car off the yeah. baby. That's purely adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's our superhuman strength. We're able to do things more than if we weren't before. Uh, we have things like cortisol, which isn't so healthy in the long term. Yeah. And uh, we have things like norepinephrine, uh, which is a, uh, which is basically adrenaline. The other things happen that well other things stop happening that's important to know um, if our physiological design is getting us ready for fight or flight there's essential services in our body that stop working so there's things that say I don't need to expend the energy on these things I need yeah. to give it more for my arms and my legs and, and get ready for fight so things that stop working so much is your digestive system ah. your ability to digest the food you know so if you're in danger the tiger's coming up to you or something. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is to tell the tiger to stop because you've got to finish digesting the food. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. wait till you finish digesting that food and before you attack me. So you're not going to do that. Yeah. You just want to get the heck out of there. Yeah. And so your digestive system uh, slows down and, and stops <clears throat> to give you more energy and resources. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that's, that slows down considerably is your what we call your prefrontal cortex, you, uh, the thinking part of your brain uh, just above uh, in your forehead. That's your logical side mm. of your brain. Uh, that's your uh, executive functioning. That's <clears throat> your processing. That's your emotional regulation stuff. That goes offline mm. because you don't want to plan and think your way out. Again, you just want to get the heck out of there. So yeah. these essential services stop in order to give you more fuel for where you need it. Uh, other things that happen like your hearing increases. Uh, you're able to hear different fr frequencies mm. better. This is the reason why... When a baby's crying, then notice for the mums out there, the the more stressed you become, the louder the baby cries. It's not that the baby's necessarily crying louder, it's that you're hearing it at a different frequency and you're more sensitive to that hearing, so wow. you're more stressed. Uh, your vision becomes better. Uh, so you, you let more light in um, through your retinas and that makes things seem brighter and so not unusual for people with anxiety to have glasses on mm. um, uh, through particularly our sessions so there's a lot of things that happen from a physiological point of view all of that adds up to this thing that we call fight or flight which essentially these days is anxiety yeah the problem we have these days um, is that the state that we're in, we're living constantly in this state all the time. And we're not designed to do that. Mm. If you think about our hunter-gatherer days, our ancestors' days, uh, we got ready for fight or flight. If a tiger was coming up to us, we would battle the tiger. Uh, and then we would go back to this really important state called mm. rest and digest, the ability to get our uh, nervous system off to relax to to yeah. rest in the full um, uh, full meaning of the word these days we don't do that we we perceive threat and danger wherever we go you know yeah. COVID-19 is a classic case of that uh, and we 
and, and social anxiety could mean that it's a, ever persistent threat yes. in a sense in terms of how your body's reacting. Sure, yes. Yeah. So, so even if you go into, like for me, for instance, if I go into a, a, a public place where lots of people I don't know, I'm going to feel that, that mm. anxiety welling up. Um, but through these tools and techniques, understanding that you are safe, that nothing yeah. is hurting you, you start to change that language of anxiety. Now, I don't know if like the difference between animals and, and humans, but um, I had a dog with significant anxiety. Mm. And um, from our reading about how that impacted him, if he had a significant event, so that might be another dog approached him on the yeah. lead and he freaked out about that. Um, that he would then take up to 72 hours for the cortisol to fully leave his body. Yes. So that's actually quite a long time of yeah. making sure that he is not ever above threshold, that he has, as you say, an opportunity to rest and digest. Yes. Yeah. Do you, is there any research on how that might impact humans and how long, how long you need that rest for? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, ultimately, as humans, we're designed to stay in this, re- in this fight or flight for a maximum of up to two hours. Yeah. And that's, that's our... That's how much effort and energy we can expend uh, yeah. from our resources. And then we go back to this rest and digest. We're meant to spend more time in this rest yes. state um, yeah. to fuel up, to recover, to heal, uh, to regenerate, rejuvenate ourselves in order to get ready for the next fight or flight if that happens again. And in this modern day and age, we flip that round yeah. the other way. Yeah. So this is one of the main reasons why uh, we help people specifically with anxiety to do a lot of things, and that includes structuring their life, um, putting things in their day mm. that turns that nervous system off. Can we talk a bit about what depression is then? And I know we're running out of time, so we, sure. we'll, we'll make that quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> depression, from from my point of view, depression is, is could be a whole lot of different things, and there's a whole lot of different reasons. So there's no there's no one set reason for depression. Uh, but the one of the common reasons is that it's a uh, deficiency in, in neurochemicals um, uh, through our body. You, some listeners have heard of maybe SSRIs or SNRIs, where that seeks to uh, give you more of the neurochemicals that, that you need. Um, that's one of the main reasons mm. of depression. I always see depression also as a way of letting you know that you've been really trying you've been too strong for too long without really getting anywhere and so mm. you just have no energy to yeah. to keep going so depression is also a sign that you need to rest and just take time to look after yourself to refuel to yeah. um, self-soothe and self-care so let's turn to some of the tools then that people can use if they mm. are experiencing um, any any of either of these sure yeah sure uh, i think the most important one that we all know is breathing uh, and I think breathing has to be done properly yeah. in order for it to work. So one of the key, a couple of key things about breathing, it has to be done fully. You have to move the diaphragm. In other words, belly breathe. Uh, and you know you're belly breathing. And if you lie down and you put a toy on your stomach and you can see the toy rising up and down, mm. that's belly breathing. We need to do that a lot. Now, w- the way we do that typically um, is to breathe in um, for maybe four seconds. You hold it for four seconds. You breathe out for eight you breathe out longer mm. than you breathe in what that does is sends a signal to your brain that sends a signal to the rest of your body that it's time to turn your nervous system off mm. and it's time to chill and there's a whole lot of again neurochemicals that come into that like GABA for instance mm. that come in that chill you out that relax you 
breathing is the universal language between turning your nervous system on and turning your nervous system off. Would you, um, would you say give yourself five minutes to do that? Like is there a, is there a time frame? Yeah, or? You, you can feel the effects really quite immediately, but even if you can do one minute, you know, Great. we practice what we call a minute's mindfulness at Evolve. Yep. So it's all about uh, getting people to do that for one minute, but frequently and persistently is the key. That's that's really good to know. Yeah. Another thing you talked about briefly off air was grounding, and I'm really keen to understand what that is. Yeah, grounding is when you involve all of your senses, uh, from what you see, touch, hear, smell, and taste, um, and you're involving your senses to tell your f- physiological state that you are you are okay. That there's nothing wrong. There's nothing harming you around you. Mm. So it's your observation of things around you. And it's one thing we're doing all the time from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed is observing our environment to make sure that nothing's hurting us. And we do that at a very subconscious level. Grounding is your way of involving all of your senses to tell yourself nothing's wrong. So uh, the really simple way, I've got time to talk about this real quick, um, is that you, for instance, look around slowly and find five things that are the color red or five things that are a shape of a triangle. It doesn't matter what that is. But you slowly look around and you name in your head what they are. Um, And then you're looking for um, four things um, that you can uh, touch. Yeah. So for the feelings of your feet and your shoes, uh, the feelings of the desk that you're in, feeling of what you're holding in your hand, sunglasses, glasses, mm. whatever you've got on, feel those feelings and know that you've mm-hmm. what they feel like, notice the textures. Um, uh, then you're looking at three things you can hear. So things that are the sounds closest to you or the sounds furthest away and naming those and just listening for those. Mm. Um, then uh, two things that you can smell. So, um, and if, if none of these fit within each other, you yeah. can't find that smell, don't stress about That's it. That's right, move Just on. Move yeah. on, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So two things you can smell, and then one thing you can taste. What's the last mm. thing you can taste in your mouth that you may have mm. had to eat or drink? Yeah. Um, and that gives you the ability just to realize that you are here, not where you think you are. Uh, in your yeah, head. I like that. Great tips. Um, we're out of time. Yep. Um, can we just give that email address one more time? Yeah, sure. If you're, so if you want more advice or more information, uh, it's Andre, A-N-D-R-E, at EvolvePeerTrust.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We'll get you back again soon. My pleasure. Good to be here. <laughs> Kia ora, you've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato. Free event. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.